make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Hey, hey, new year, and that means we are all set for a lot more pro football jokes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this 2020 episode. My name is Jemp, and I am joined by the freaking beast himself, Alex. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. It's good to be back after a little hiatus from the podcast. You know, we had our pro football jokes corporate retreat. Um, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah, it's it's always important for morale to have those uh, corporate retreats. Uh, we actually need to do them more uh, more frequently, in my opinion. Yeah, it's true. I think uh, we're we're spending too much money you know, on other things. Uh, I think I think we got to put more into the vacation fund. Exactly. We'll have to uh, take the difference out of uh, Reeb's salary. Should should make up for it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, a few other people that are uh, looking for new salaries this day, these days here at the end of the football season, or well, not the football season, the regular season, uh, teams that uh, did not play up to their standards have uh, let go of some people. So we have a few different firings around the league. Thankfully, no firings yet at profootballjokes.com, although we do need some people to start showing up for for work in the podcast. But we'll, uh, we'll deal with that another time. We'll talk about the openings up. And let's go ahead. Let's start with the Giants. What do you think about the Giants' big move at head coach? Yeah, uh, firing Pat Shermer after just two years. Uh, two years of Ben McAdoo. Two years of Pat Shermer. Now, uh, not 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 the greatest stretch for the Giants. Um, it doesn't doesn't really surprise anyone. I don't think uh, they they haven't they clearly haven't performed. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty attractive job opening. Uh, they have a lot of pieces on offense. I think a, a pretty pretty fun. Obviously, Saquon's a, a star. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, uh, and Darius Slayton emerged this year. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid receiving trio if they can all stay healthy. Um, and obviously, Evan Ingram at tight end uh, has the potential to to be one of the best tight ends in the league. I think. Um, and I, their offensive line was much better this year. I think they could be an explosive offense. Uh, Daniel Jones showing some promise, obviously, as a young quarterback too. Um, I think I think you got a, an offensive coach would want to come here and think he has a lot to work with. Yeah, I agree with what you said. I mean, just looking off their past few years of production, if you're just kind of seeing that kind of the joke the Giants have been, it doesn't seem that attractive. But when you actually look at some of the pieces they have, there's definitely you're not starting from scratch. And you got some fun people. You get a good offensive mind in there. Truly allows Saquon to to do some of those things because I I think he can look a little bit more like uh, Christian McCaffrey in terms of production. Get a little bit more involved if you have somebody that's at least uh, somewhat creative getting him the football. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do like the Giants. I think it's smart for them again. Like they've just been underperforming. They're just searching for that right guy. And it, I mean, they've kind of shown that they'll give coaches that that two years to show something. So it's not like they're. <laughs> They're too scared. Uh, you, you'll you'll have your chance to prove yourself there. Yeah, I guess that that's one way of looking at it. They give him past that first year. I mean, well, Ben McAdoo did make the playoffs in his first year and then got fired after the next year. So no, I mean that next I mean, year was exceptionally awful. So that is that is true. But yeah, I, th- I think you you got to show promise in developing Daniel Jones. I think is the main thing they're going to be looking for. Obviously, that's kind of the main thing any NFL team was looking forward to develop their young quarterback. Uh, 
Daniel Jones, I mean, had some monster games this year. Also had a lot of turnovers. Um, you probably don't want him going the same route as like Jameis Winston. Uh, pr- probably want want him to to turn a corner and show some improvement in that department uh, this up- upcoming season. Well, you forgot to say NFL passing leader Jameis Winston. Don't want to go that route. That's true. Oh man, yeah. No, I <laughs> also NFL interception leader. Correct. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Daniel Jones has, has looked nice. I think it was a little too early given the nickname Danny Dimes. Uh, we, we tend to get excited this past year and anoint people a little too, too early, but uh, they should have some fun stuff, uh, there in New York going forward. But of course they're not the only team in that division with head coaching changes. The Redskins fired the coach during the year and now have officially hired Ron Rivera five year contract. As a Washington Redskins fan yourself, one of the few, how are you feeling about this? You know, I I think we talked about when Ron Vera got fired that we all liked him, you know, as a coach somewhat. Uh, I, I don't think it's – I think it's a pretty safe hire. He's, he's I think he's a good coach, not like somebody who's going to, you know, light the world on fire like Sean McVay, like where, where he's just an instant sensation or anything like that. Um, but – I think that's what you want, especially if you're the Redskins. You want somebody who's kind of been experienced and knows how to get a locker room together. Um, and he's been somewhat of a player's coach, too, that you know, all, all his players seem to like him. Uh, and I, I, I think it's a, I, I think it's a, as good of a hire as the Redskins can accomplish with this ownership. So uh, I, I'm certainly in favor of the move. Also got Jack Del Rio as defensive coordinator. Um I am disappointed that Bill Callahan will not be returning as offensive line coach because that was my fear when they when he they made him the interim coach that he would end up not staying as the offensive line coach because he's such a good offensive line coach. Uh, hence the Eric Flowers not being a total disaster. I mean, so I, that 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 is very disappointing to me. But uh, still. Uh, I, I I like to move. Uh, obviously, Redskins going sixteen and zero next year. I love the um, love the optimism. easy easy. Super I do. Bowl. Yeah, I I agree. I think this was a smart choice. I like that Ron Rivera actually kind of seemed excited uh, to take this position. Like he got kind of pretty locked in and touch with the Redskins pretty early there. Um, and Ron's had success. I mean, going fifteen and one, making the Super Bowl, uh, and doing some pretty good things, and uh, has some guts. So. Should be a fun thing to see if he can turn around what's moving on there. And as you mentioned, Jack Del Rio doing some pretty good uh, coaching hires there. They're, they're giving themselves a fighting chance. Whether or not they can stay healthy uh, and if they have somebody who can actually throw the football, that remains to be seen. But uh, they're actually maybe trending in the right direction for the first time in a in a while. Another team. Yeah, uh, that, that, that'll be good for the team. Yeah. Uh, another team that's kind of, we think they're going to trend in the right direction, but you know, it's not technically a firing yet, but whatever is happening with the, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. They've been doing these kind of, uh, post season interviews. I think they've had three or four meetings and just been, I don't know what they're talking about. seems like a pretty straightforward kind of conversation. I do, <laughs> I do get the idea of wanting to kind of take some time. You don't need to rush into this sort of thing. However, I mean, candidates are interviewing with other teams, and, I mean, you kind of want to have a sense of direction with your team. What, what do you think they're talking about there, Alex? 
I, I don't know. Maybe Jerry Jones is just like, hey, I don't want to fire Jason Garrett. I, I, I like him. He's my friend. So let's just wait, wait it out. His contract expires on the 14th, and then we'll just kind of dis- deactivate his contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't have to have this awkward conversation, even though everybody's reporting about it every day. Exactly. I just think they're not even talking about football. They're just friends hanging out, probably playing some cards, some, some things around. And anytime Jason's like, "Hey, do you want to you want to talk about next year?" Like, nah, no, not not yet. Let's. Uh, you want a drink? What do we got? Do we got? Don't, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> What's your contract up? Trying to like erase the one to just. Speaking of which, you want to hang out every Sunday in the next football season? <laughs> just quit work. Yeah, he's gonna get Jason Garrett to, to step down. That's that's the goal. Yeah, that that is a weird spot. It definitely looks like he will no longer be the coach next year. Who knows? That that means I'll have a different position within the Cowboys organization. Remains to be seen. Uh, but if they do not go with uh, Jason Garrett next year, Alex, who do you think uh, will be leading the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, I've heard a lot about Urban Meyer, uh, Matt Rule. Um, I, I, for some, I don't know why these college coaches keep coming up for them, but they, that seems like uh, that seems like a lot of those. That, that seems like the direction they want to go. I guess they they want somebody with a more creative offense. I think. Kellen Moore helped them go in that direction this year. Um, I know he's certainly cooled as a coaching candidate after the Cowboys struggled. Um, I, I, I don't think he'll, he's certainly not going to be a head coaching candidate this off season, um, but maybe somewhere down the line. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I think obviously there are a lot of pieces in Dallas. So uh, I, I, I think they need somebody who's, who's going to bring some structure there. Um, somebody who will do more than just clap on the sidelines. Um, so I, I don't know. I could see Urban Meyer being being a decent fit. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Urban really is uh, wanting to get back into that stressful life of, of coaching and what that means for him and his health and his family. But uh, the Cowboys have the resources, yeah. and they have probably, I would say, probably the most attractive uh, job opening, assuming it opens up, just in terms of the resources the team and the talent that's already in place, uh, they really could uh, do something pretty special in a division that's kind of, uh, we'll just say, mediocre all the way through. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think Ron Rivera's going to turn around that one team that's going to dominate. Um, so don't know that they can. Yeah, might as well not hire a coach. Yeah. There's no point. <laughs> just yeah, just I mean, give he's up. He's just going to lose anyway. You got two losses on the season already if you're in that. Day. Yeah, that's so, yeah. true. That's right. So Jerry Jones will have to be forced to coach his own team. And you know what? Maybe Jason Garrett is going to talk his way into being the owner of the team. Who knows what's going on in there? But yeah, that seems possible. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, another thing that we know, so it was uh, definitely too hot uh, for Freddie Kitchens. Uh, so they actually just not, they didn't get out of the kitchen. They just removed the kitchen. You know, there's a joke in there somewhere. Thanks fans. Uh, it was a good, but, good try. Yeah, it was it was not, you know, we'll we'll fix that one in post, hopefully. If not, um, you know, we're moving on. And so was Freddie Kitchens and the Browns from him. So what do you think about this? He didn't even make it to Monday, as you mentioned. Uh Freddie Kitchens pretty quickly canned at the end of the season with a disappointing last game to the season, to say the least. Going out yeah. with a bang. Yeah, only one firing on Black Monday, actually, just Pat Shermer, because Freddie Kitchens got fired on Sunday. Um uh, yeah, I, I kind of wonder, like, would they have waited if he had if he hadn't just lost to the Bengals? I, I think he was he was definitely out either way. 
But I feel like they would have just waited till Monday. Not that it makes a difference. I mean, if they fire him Sunday or Monday, but I just feel like they were just like, all right, let's just get this guy out of here immediately. And yeah, sir. That that was that was that was awful. The Bengals just getting people fired. The Lions have done that in years past, so it's 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 pretty great to to see. And it was just it was just a bad game overall. I picked the Browns. I figured you know what they have way more talent. They might be playing for their coach or something. Uh, but no, they, I think uh, they were, were pl- playing to get rid of their coach. I think they were playing to get rid of them. You're right. I should have factored that into my pick them. <laughs> Don't worry, I will in weeks going forward. Make sure you guys are checking out that pick them at profootballjokes.com. we got a lot of good things in a heated playoff race coming up for that. But the Browns, uh, I definitely think, made the absolute correct decision. And moving on from Freddie Kitchens, I don't think anybody really disagrees other than maybe him. Uh, but uh, what do the Browns do from here, Alex? Uh, try to make a correct decision at head coach? I don't know. I mean, usually, you know, we, we flame the Browns for – for getting rid of a coach after one or two seasons. I mean, but this, this time it was just, it was just such a disaster from what the expectations were that none of us can blame. And it's, they just weren't even fun to watch. Like, I'm so glad the Browns are done playing uh, that. I don't have to watch them every week anymore. Well, what, what would make just, them fun? They only have, you know, what Kareem hunt now in the fold. You got Chubb going, you got the number one overall pick at Baker, you got OBJ and Jarvis Land, they've got nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they just need a head coach that can can bring those guys out. I mean, I, I don't want to put all the blame on Freddie Kitchens, but I mean, the players seem to, so I, mean, <laughs> I, it, <laughs> I, I think this team can bounce back. They, they'd certainly need help on the offensive line. That would, would, would help make them a little more fun. Baker need, needs to play better. Um, and and hopefully they get Miles Garrett back at some point. Oh my gosh. I, I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I I think nobody really cared about the Browns at that point anyway. So I I don't know. I I think somebody just needs to come in there and just do a complete reboot. Uh, I mean, they have, they sort of obviously have talent. So I, I think this could be an attractive head coaching spot too. I know. People probably won't think so because we said it was an attractive head coaching spot last year, um, but you know this year they you get a little bit. I think the expectations will be a little bit lower. They'll still, I, I, if they have the same season again, it won't be good for them. But I think you're kind of you think that they're probably going to go. I mean, I would hope so. Year. We've been ripping on Jameis for being a, a thirty thirty quarterback, but Baker was a. 2020 this season i mean 22 and 21 so that's not necessarily more impressive or, or anything like that especially with uh, the wide receiver talent he had i mean james had all the wide receiver not. talent as well uh, pretty incredible feats um but yeah they gotta have somebody that cleans that whole mess up and just gets the team focused on important things like football winning perhaps and 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 not uh beating up the other team but uh I, I would think they could get somebody in there to write the ship, but like you said, that's what we thought last year, and uh, here we are uh, having the highest of expectations for a team. And it wasn't even like, oh man, they squeaked into the playoffs, and you know what? It was not quite as good. They're still a decent team. <clears throat> they were just a dumpster fire. So there, there's something impressive about uh, uh, exceeding everybody's expectations. Just happened to be in the the wrong direction. Uh, 
But yep. let's talk about let's talk about another team here that uh, has uh, absolutely had to fire their coach. I mean, they fired the last coach for going nine and seven. Now uh, the new guy hasn't even won nine games in two seasons. Oh wait, they're sticking with it. Matt Patricia, the the head coach <laughs> for the Detroit Lions, still keeps his job. Uh, but every other coach, <laughs> seemingly every other coach, now eight coaches <laughs> underneath him uh, have either uh, decided to step away from football or have been fired. Uh, the Detroit Lions, I, I think they have found the right solution. They know exactly what they're doing. They're going to bring in the perfect people. Hopefully we keep our offense intact because that was the only thing working. Got to fix that special teams or kick coverage and, and kickoff returns were pretty abysmal. Uh, and then need to uh, clean up that defense. So hopefully our defensive-minded yeah. head coach will allow someone else to come in and be the defensive coach, please. Somebody. Yeah, he's he's just going to hire a bunch of people that are really good at their job, and he's just going to sit there and be a Jason Garrett coach and clap. I think that's a good solution. I agree. He can chew on his pencil. He can give an interesting press conference. And if he gets the team focused and with a decent game plan and then allows his coaches to actually do the day of stuff, I don't know. I'm not a head coach in the NFL, but I can tell you what what seems like he could be based on what Matt Based on him. what is happening up there, I feel like I, I can take my chances. I go to Ask Madden in the playbook. I go to my favorite <laughs> yep. defensive front. You know, I got this. Now you just hire hire other coaches to call the plays and you just sit there and Hey, that sounds great. Give good press conference to be like we I would just perfect my challenge we, flag we did our best for there. I'd have like different yeah. flourishes on how intense the call was, what it needed to be. It'd be great. I mean, I I I could easily do that. Just like I, I know when to call timeouts. I know I, I know when to go for it on fourth down. Uh, yeah, and and get the get that challenge get those challenge flags out at the right time. Oh, man, I can. I feel like I, I can walk that. over to the players, give a mean high five. What a go! Yeah, <laughs> your spirit. I find it hard to be matched. <laughs> You know, so I think we got this. Yep. All um, right, so we're putting that out there in the media. Uh, Browns, you or anybody else, if you want to hire us, we'll we'll work uh, two people for the price of one. Cool, yeah. five million dollars. We'll deal with splitting it up. No big deal. Yeah, we'll take care of that for you guys. Yeah, easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it is it is an but interesting. But Reed will still get paid nothing. Absolutely, absolutely. If he were here on this podcast, maybe we'd think about doubling his salary, but. Uh, not not a chance. Uh, but yeah, so does that? Am I missing any of our coaching changes across the NFL? There's still maybe some, but I think we no. Can. I mean, uh, Panthers still have an opening, but um, no movement there. Still, yeah, I think, I think surprising it'll be good. a lack of firings this this year. And usually there are more more head coaches that get canned. Yeah, but when everybody's firing their head coach, only like one or two of the teams are actually getting a good head coach coming back in. Everybody else is getting the, uh, some the misfire. True. So maybe people are a little bit um, more cautious. Who knows? And I think it's a good play by the Carolina Panthers. Just uh, Ron had been there a while, obviously had some great success. I think they leave on decent terms just over what he had done there. Uh, but it's a, a good space for them to move on and for him to move on. Um, but now let's look at some actual football games by coaches that are doing a good job and uh, are continuing on this season. We got two Saturday games, both from the AFC, AFC Saturday, NFC Sunday. So let's go with that early game, uh, which is a pretty fun one, in my opinion. It might not necessarily look all that exciting, but it is Buffalo against Houston. Who do you got in this one, Alex? Uh, well, uh, 
I, I, I'm taking the Texans, of course. I, you know, I love Deshaun Watson. Um, but I honestly, I mean, certainly the Bills could could take this one. They, they've been the more consistent team all year. They've played well on defense, and Josh Allen just makes makes a few plays on offense, and that that's enough for them a lot of the time. But to me, the Texans are the better team when they're on point. I mean, I, I think the Bills are a little bit overrated. They've had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Um, uh, they've only the only playoff team they've beaten. I, I I said they haven't even beaten a playoff team um, because I don't really consider the Marcus Mariota Titans to be the same team as the team that is in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think uh, I I don't I don't know that this Bills team. Uh, certainly, they've played a lot of teams close. So they and, and the Texans have lost to a lot of terrible teams. So I mean. Well, Obviously, the Bills can beat them, but uh, even the, the only thing that gives me pause is the fact that Will Fuller is not expected to play, um, which has been not good for the Texans. Whenever that's happened, yeah. No, I my pick. I wanted to pick Houston so badly, uh, but I went with Buffalo this week. Just like you said, the consistency of it—you know what you're going to get. The defense is going to be traveling. The, the fan base is going nuts. The team's going to be ready to play. Josh Allen can do some things. Uh, we'll see what kind of things those end up being here in the playoffs. Uh, but he can do some <laughs> things. Uh, and then Houston, like you said, with Wolf Fuller being out or being questionable, it completely transforms their entire team for some reason. I mean, obviously, offensively, he opens things up. He just seems to get uh, open downfield, and Sean loves finding him with that beautiful deep ball. Uh, and it just opens up the rest of the offense. And when he's not out there or limited, they they tend to struggle quite a bit, so I'm going with the the strong defense and the consistency that I know in this one with Buffalo. Yeah, that's fair. And Buffalo just finds ways to win. I mean, but you know, two weeks ago they lose to the Patriots, and the Patriots haven't haven't been that threatening of a team. I I don't know. I just think in the it, it's in Houston. The Patriots kind of pulled out the kitchen sink in their last few games and only came away with like one win, but. Yeah, pulling every little trick play they got. Yeah, no, that, that's true. But uh, yeah, I the, just the Pat's defense is significantly better than Houston's, and that's that's, that's what kept, also very that's true. what kept kept Buffalo from winning. Uh, right, but I I don't see the Bills putting up like you know thirty five points or anything. No, but I, I think if Buffalo defenses. gets if they hit twenty four points, I can't imagine them losing. Uh, can they get up that high? I don't know. Can't I mean? I feel like that's a little strong. Certainly, they can win with that. But I, Deshaun Watson can put up points in a hurry against any defense. It, I mean, certainly he's. There are times when they've struggled too, but I, I think they, they certainly capable of putting up. Yeah, I'm just saying in this particular instance, he won't. <laughs> okay, well. But you said you can't imagine it. I can't. I, I have like a very limited. I have a very limited imagination <laughs> here, guys. I'm very focused on reality. Nah, all right. So we're both kind of in agreement there, but leaning different ways. Uh, let's look at the next game that comes after it. We already talked about New England a little bit, comparing it with Buffalo. But New England is actually playing in the wild card round against Tennessee, and thankfully for Tennessee, it is not Marcus Mariota at the helm. It is the great Ryan Tannehill going in to New England. Can he do it, Alex? Will he do it? Will he do you it? You know, I will he do it? I I, can, I don't know. I can't see the future. I this is a tough one for me to pick, honestly. Like the Patriots just haven't been good and they, I mean, they lose to the Dolphins last week in a game they needed to win. Like it's not just a 
meaningless week 17 game. It was a game that they were playing for a bye. I mean, Bill Belichick said it was a basically a playoff game because they advance around if they win um, and, and they lose. I mean, and I, I don't think it was like a lack of effort or anything. It was just that the, they're not that good and the Dolphins can beat them even when they're playing hard. It, it's crazy. Um, and the Titans have been hot, obviously. Uh, the, 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 there is supposed to be like a 93% chance of rain, um, which should be interesting. I don't really know. the Obviously, the Patriots defense, uh, usually rain hinders the passing game. Um but but the Titans have that. Derrick Henry's been been rolling. Um, but it also you know I, I don't know that the Patriots want to rely on their defense too. So I don't know um, who that'll favor. But uh, I, it's hard for me to pick against the Patriots at home in the playoffs against against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Even though yeah, I mean if you so just good. change the name Patriots, like if I couldn't see the names but just the descriptions and what I saw of these teams this whole year, I'd be like, oh yeah, Tennessee's got this. They're probably favored by um, anywhere from a point to a field goal just based on how these teams are coming in. But I'm the same way. I, I, I'm not going to be the guy that's picking against New England just trying to be correct early uh, on that sort of thing. Hosting this playoff game, being ready to go. Derrick Henry worries me. Uh, the the rain will make things interesting. I don't necessarily know if that'll make him a little bit easier to tackle if he doesn't have his complete footing or if that's just going to be a nightmare for <laughs> New England to have to stop the whole game. Uh, but this is definitely definitely a fun one to watch. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, get, get, all right, who do, you know Derrick Henry had the uh, ninth most rushing yards in the decade uh, this year? I mean, not in, in a single season, not overall yeah i did not know that that is uh pretty impressive uh i also makes me wonder if we are just a complete passing league now. <laughs> yeah uh, a little bit but still it's pretty crazy i mean i i, I think uh you know adrian peterson obviously had the 2000 yard season um i, bad, I think it's it's I, obviously it, week 17 is a little bit strange because i mean that some people aren't playing and you, you don't know who's getting the workload and obviously there are injuries and stuff so i mean i, I don't know i don't i don't think derrick henry is like the best running back in the league or anything but he is he's hard to handle and uh i don't know the patriots deep weakness of their defense is their run defense so we'll we'll see if the the titans can get up on them with that but i think Ryan Tannehill has been kind of the key to the Titans' success. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry is very, very big and very fast. Uh, and to have to stop a punishing rusher like that all game is uh, yeah. not a fun thing to have to do. And like you said, Ryan Tannehill has been just able to make plays, yeah. I, uh, which is kind of fun yeah, to my, see. My problem with Derrick Henry earlier in his career was that he would just try to bounce everything off to the outside. And I was like, you're you're 250 pounds. Just, just run. Run fast and straight and you'll be good that's basically what he does now gives a gives a mean look at that alex is making his second second case here for him to be hired as an nfl head coach now look at that player development he would have been fast and straight in a heartbeat would have been on in a heartbeat guys again we are available but the cost is rising with more insights we're giving out so 
Uh, make sure to jump on us early. You can hit us up at Pro Football Joke on Twitter if you would like to get in contact with us uh, for some more coaching tips or perhaps inquire about having us out for an interview. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think this uh, – we're both going with the Patriots, but uh, this – for. It's crazy to say, but would not be surprised if Tennessee pulled that up. I, I, I haven't, I haven't made my final prediction, but yet, by the way, I, I haven't finished writing the pickup, so I, I may still change to the Titan. I don't know. I'm kind of talking myself into uh, it. So he, he, all right, he's going to wait till after the game ends to make his pick. Good call, Ox. <laughs> I, I think Very it's good smart. Call. Uh, I hope you get it right then. I really do. If you don't, that should be negative everything. All right, moving to another game that's a, a fun rematch here. The uh, early afternoon game on Sunday going to the NFC. We have the New Orleans Saints are hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Will there be another miracle, Alex? Ooh, I I would like like to say yes, but I I can't pick against the Saints right now. I mean, they've just been too good, especially at home. I mean, I I, I have been disappointed with really just the one game out of Kirk Cousins. I mean, they've. They've been kind of slower on offense, but it's been that they haven't really needed uh, needed much. But to just kind of lay an egg like that on Monday night against the Packers uh, was was pretty disappointing. Uh, certainly, he was not helped at all by his offensive line or uh, or any receivers really, other than Stefan Diggs, because um, Adam Thielen is clearly not healthy. Um, but yeah, I. I I think right now the Saints are just the better. Team. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC, really, um, with with the injuries to the 49ers. and I just I don't think anybody else is really on that on the on the level of those two teams. The Packers appear to be pretty fake. Yeah, sure. but uh, you know I'm I'm with you. I again I I'm a Lions fan, but I have an affinity uh, for the Vikings, and uh, you do for Kirk Cousins. So we definitely uh, want to pull for him. It is difficult to see it happening here as they've been a solid team. It's kind of kind of wild. Shows the depth of the NFC to have Minnesota um, down there as the sixth seed. But, uh, yeah, I can't pick against the Saints. And the Saints as, as the three seed at 13-3. and three. Yeah, it's it's a pretty, pretty ridiculous first-round matchup here. And uh, I truly hope it's a good game. Uh, I just see just the strengths of the Saints winning out. Uh, defensively, they'll be able to cause problems for Minnesota. Uh, but then offensively, I struggle to see Michael Thomas being held under 10 catches <laughs> in this game. Uh, and, and I'm also thinking that it might be a fun Kamara day too. Um, yeah. But yeah. So go New Orleans on that one. Uh, good luck to Kirk Cousins and the, the Vikings there. Uh, and then pulling for here in the Sunday uh, late game, we got Seattle going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia decided that somebody needed to win the, the NFC East, so why <laughs> not them? Philadelphia gets to host a playoff football game. How ridiculous. What do you make of this game? You know, I'm, I'm actually taking Philadelphia in this one. I think just that they've, they've really come on strong late. I mean, not like they're a great team by any means. The Seahawks have struggled lately. I mean, their offense has really just struggled to get anything going. Obviously they got into it at the end against the 49ers, but really did just do really nothing for the first three quarters. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, of course, Russell Wilson can make some magic late and pull out a win. I, I kind of always am, am tepid against picking against the Seahawks for that reason. Um, 
but uh, it's also partially that I just need to get back into it in the pick'em. Uh, I mean, have something to do with it, but uh, Philadelphia at home. I mean, I could just I could just see it happening. I actually thought about that too because Philadelphia has been trending. Carson Wentz uh, has been just playing uh, really, really well. It's kind of hidden when you're watching him over. And- oh, sorry, and I. I missed the most important point that you know Jordan Howard. Oh, absolutely, so, Jordan Howard, man, that's really whole new team. Cute. But Seattle's got beast mode, so watch out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's tricky to pick against. If Philadelphia has been coming on, and Jim Schwartz has been a do, doing a pretty good job with that defense, and they do have some pedigree on the team. Again, you got a lot of uh, a lot of people that fight really, really hard. They're not giving up. They don't have anybody who can catch pass. So that seems interesting. So you, you can hire Alex and I as a coach wide receiver combo Philadelphia if you're really desperate. But uh, Seattle's also pretty affected by injuries. So this is kind of a uh, little bit of a beat up bowl here of just who can survive in advance. Uh, I'm not feeling good about the whoever wins this chances in the next round. Uh, but I can confidently say that either fan base would love to say they won a playoff game this year. So. I leaning Seattle just with uh, Russell Wilson. I think that they're going to be able to kind of correct some of their wrongs here against this not so great Philadelphia team. Uh, so I, I thought I got to go. I go with Wilson. He can just make some make some magic happen. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely fair. Um, but does anybody need to win the playoff game? Well, well Kirk Cousins probably does, but more than Carson Wentz. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, he he's never won a playoff game. Nick Foles has won well, one a lot. Pl- so. He's never played in a playoff game. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, tough, tough to win when you can't can... when you don't play in one. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's not necessarily hurting because well, Nick... only played in one. Well, Nick Foles lost his job to uh, Garner Minshew, so I I think uh, it's not a <laughs> is Nick Foles better than Carson Wentz conversation. Right. I I don't think it's really about that, but I think it's just saying you know. If Nick Foles can do it, why can't you do it, Carson Wentz? You know. Well, look who's trying to catch passes for him. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just saying. I. I. I wouldn't put it past Carson. He's young. He's my dynasty quarterback. He's gonna be great. Keep it up, Carson. Uh, you got this. But no, nah, yeah, he would be very much so relieved, and so would the fans again, if we were able to pull that one out and beat that Seattle squad. Uh, I think that gets us looking forward to the weekend. I love having the Saturday-Sunday football combo. It's some of the best times of the year. Uh, and so those will be some yeah. fun, fun, fun games to watch. It was great to be able to watch football with you in person. Of course, that'll be week 17 when both of our teams are just, just you know, I, they're on. They're on the TV screen. So there yep. you go. That's something else. <laughs> uh <laughs> But good times. All right, so Alex, I need to. I want to know here as we're we're looking to close up. What what is your overreaction from either the uh, the end of the regular season there? What uh, what are you overreacting to? Uh, my overreaction is that you know, I feel like we don't give enough. Uh, my overreaction is really just to the end of the season that we just move right on to the playoff and don't give any love to the the teams that that are out of it. So I'm gonna. Give, give a shout out to the teams that I'm going to miss watching. Um, which, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss watching uh, certainly the, uh, the dolphins who just somehow eked out five wins this year. Yeah, we cool. thought they were, I said they were going, going Owen 16. Um, and yet they, they were able to win more games than 
any of our teams. Um, Pretty much combined. I mean, yeah, <laughs> not quite, but yeah. I mean, they, they they were just in and every week. Ryan Fitzpatrick was fun to fun to watch every week. Devontae Parker somehow broke out and had freaking twelve hundred yards. <laughs> the number five leading receiver in the NFL. Um, when when everybody had given up on him. Um, yeah, I mean, they were fun. The Cardinals were very fun to watch, even though they 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 didn't have, have the best season by any means, but Kyler was fun. Their offense, which I said was boring at the beginning, certainly turned around and had some creativity that I was expecting. I had Cliff Kingsbury. Now they just need some receivers. Um, I, I, and uh, last team was, was of course, the, the Buccaneers that were fun to watch. Sure, they, they turned the ball over a bunch, but they would move the ball like crazy. Jameis does not care how covered his receivers are. He will give them a chance, even if it's just Bashad Perriman and Justin <laughs> Watson out there. He does not care. He will just throw it to them. <laughs> that is pretty good. And oh man, you gotta love watching those teams. And who would have thought that Lions tie at the beginning of the year would actually be one of their best games of the entire football season? God, I gotta, <laughs> gotta love football. Gotta love the game. Oh man, pretty, pretty incredible. Well, what I am gonna go ahead and oh, Man, I was the Dolphins was good. I was gonna overreact to them a little bit, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different different way here, and I'm going to sorry. I'm gonna overreact to the Patriots <laughs> and trusting their system that they knew exactly what they were doing. They didn't want to win Miami game. They knew setting up with this Tennessee first round was actually the way to go. When they jumped out to eleven and one, the Pats were like, whoa, 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 too much, too fast. Let's slow down. Let's make everybody think that we suck. We can't do anything. And then they're just totally, uh, totally uh, laying low going in the playoffs. So uh, my overreaction is that the Patriots actually know exactly what they're doing the entire time. Uh, and for all other AFC teams to watch out. Interesting. I mean, they, yeah, just trying to build some momentum here with this, this win against the Titans. Beating yeah, the Dolphins absolutely. just didn't have the same feel. So, No, absolutely not. You know, you got it. They didn't want the week off. Bill Belichick's pissed his players. They got to play more. But anyways, it's all good stuff. It's a good football season. We are ready for some playoff football here. Uh, Thank you to everybody for joining us for this uh, first edition of the 2020 Pro Football Jokes podcast. We will, of course, be having a lot more content. Check the website for any new articles and, of course, the great pick'em that's on there. Please tweet us at ProFootballJoke. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, maybe what some of your overreactions are to the whole season. Did you Were you a big fan of how your team played? Do you love the referees? Uh, do you love this podcast? Please rate, review for us, subscribe, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you guys soon. Happy New Year, everybody. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness. Enthusiasm. Yeah.